Unrelated. 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 not talk like that dude i see that we're both rocking the uh coronavirus beards yep that's what's happening this um, is the shaping most... it till i'm you know free yeah exactly i mean it's gonna be ugly for a lot of guys i think yeah <laughs> um i yep. mean this doesn't grow in well at all yeah yeah uh yeah so welcome back and uh we are uh recording this from quarantine <laughs> yep. in our respective locations and sad to say both of us have been afflicted with uh coronavirus coronavirus, coronavirus! coronavirus! yeah thank god for cardi b right yeah she's um, uh, saving us right now yeah cardi b is gonna guide us through this yeah um yeah so otto unfortunately got it a lot worse than i did and i have been lucky enough to have very mild symptoms but and yep. uh we i'm growing my beard which is something i don't typically do because it comes in patchy and mm -hmm. i look like someone just took a bunch of like shavings and slapped them on my face with glue <laughs> but i figure i'm by myself <laughs> and uh i probably got what probably at least another month or so of this so easily Jesus. yeah so i might as well Sir. uh Estimate right there. Yeah, I mean, by the time it's all over, I'm gonna I'm gonna look like an extra on uh, The Walking Dead, like one of the survivors. Yeah, and me for not being a sports nerd, I'm growing my. Uh, is it? See here, I'm I'm a sports nerd. What's what's the basketball player's James name? James Harden. James Harden. I was about to say Kevin Harden, and I know you would crawl right up my no, ass. No, wrong, please, but... <laughs> no, not at all. I know you don't watch it, but uh, yeah, I do enjoy. I I, I have been. You know what's funny? Um, you know, I, you know, unrelated, um, me being a tall, reasonably athletic black man with big hands, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't play any basketball and boy, does that piss a lot of people off, especially white people. When oh, I'm like, dude, I literally dude. don't play basketball. But that said, my dear, dear friends, one of my best friends, also a black guy, um, he's an incredible black basketball player. And, um, a lot of my friends in college were basketball players. Um, and so I ended up just by osmosis watching a hell of a lot of nineties NBA, you know, Michael Jordan and all that stuff, which was a golden era. Man. And, um, I, I never, I appreciated it when I was watching it with them and didn't realize how much I knew about it. Yeah. Until recently, and I think I've sent you these YouTube videos, I've been going deep diving into YouTube videos of like old um, NBA 90s kind of stuff like Jordan and Pippen and Bird and oh, yeah. Magic and, and all of that. And I was like, oh, my God, like it, it was awesome back then. It was awesome. Especially for a fake fan like me, you know? It's just it was and not to say that there isn't some of that now because there are some amazing basketball players. My uh uh, a friend's kids are so into it, and I had just completely been out of the loop. I I do like basketball, but I'll confess I really don't watch until it's deep into the playoffs. Sure, when it actually means something. And um, I know that they're they're not doing a damn thing now, but I've enjoyed watching the Golden State Warriors. Um, <laughs> Steph Curry, man, when he is on, it's like he's not the same player. So don't get Conscience. me wrong, but it's like watching some bulls like golden era stuff i mean yeah. every time he touches the ball it's just like it's yeah. all net 
Yeah. Unbelievable. So what did we get? How do we get? Oh yeah. Right. You're black and you don't play basketball. Okay. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? I think that, uh, I think that that's probably a good place to uh, segue into uh, a race story. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? So, yeah, I had Great. a friend. I had a friend in high school. Um, as I said, I grew up in like white suburbia, and uh, I had um, I had black and Asian friends, which was just not not my mom's favorite thing. But um, and she said it a couple times, which whatever. Yeah. This is Chris's mom. Come on. Yeah, Chris's mom. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm pretty sure the first time that they met my friend Jason, he had mm-hmm. on like a varsity jacket because mm-hmm. he played football, and yep. our football team was atrocious. But he was like our one all star. He was like yeah. genuinely good. Yeah. And um, he comes in with the the jacket on, and they're like, "Oh, do you play basketball?" And I just wanted to <laughs> crawl in a hole and die. <laughs> so well it's worse I, I played my I come from a tennis family we played tennis all the way up and I was pretty good you know played on the team but boy couldn't people accept that I played tennis and so yeah. when I went to especially when I went to uh went to an Ivy League school blah 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 but um I didn't go on a basketball scholarship or a football scholarship but I got asked a lot in freshman year so it was always like Oh, so what do you do? Um, I'm an engineer. Oh, you came on a scholarship? No. You didn't come on a sports scholarship? Like literally people asking me if I came on a sports scholarship. I'm like, nah, man, I just, I got A's in school. I don't know. <laughs> what do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> and the disappointment, the look of disappointment, it's like, oh. <laughs> I, yeah, that's weird. I mean, it's like there's no real expectations built in for being a middle class white dude. <laughs> you know what i mean nobody's like oh you're not an accountant yeah. oh you don't you, you don't work in civil service oh yeah. okay like it's it, there's no there's no disappointment yeah. um i mean i just feel a disappointment a crushing sense of disappointment with my own life right but yeah. <laughs> i like that you just go right right yeah, <laughs> yeah. um uh, one thing that i have really this is a weird thing to say about this time but one thing I've really enjoyed about the coronavirus, coronavirus! world that we're facing right now is this right. renaissance of Larry David, who, oh. as you know, is one of my like spirit animals. Just like, <laughs> just stay the hell away from everybody. Nobody touch me. Don't shake my hand. I don't want to yeah. be bothered with you. Yeah. And uh, he even cut a PSA on it. I, I, I get a big kick out of it because that's, I mean that's what I feel like my life has been. We have, I have friends out here where I live that um, all huggers like i mean my friends i I get it like i see you i see other good friends and they want to like hug goodbye or hug hello you know just like a quick even it's just a quick bro hug sure but their group of friends they're all huggers too so Mm -hmm. when i first moved here everybody was like oh come here give me a hug and i was like uh (laughs) it's like you know being hugged by like your your great aunt or something and you're just like uh like just standing (laughs) still while they like hang on to you and everybody made fun of like, oh, Chris. Yeah, look, Chris doesn't like to hug. Let's make him uncomfortable. Let's just do a big group hug on Chris. Well, who yeah. looks like the idiot now? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be hugging for a while, people. Yeah. And I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I'm, I am I am definitely, I mean, the. it's why we go with the good twin, bad twin, or good twin, evil twin. I'm the good twin and you're the evil twin. So obviously, because we are opposites and yet we are 
like best friends and we have this like separated at birth kind of mentality yeah. but like there's we are so opposite in so many ways like i'm to your you you're like one of those hairless cats that's like just like crawls <laughs> in the corner right and i'm a big fucking shaggy drooling sheepdog you yeah. know what i mean like i'm yeah. like the thing you're the, five pounds and is a yeah, loud dog yeah 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 i don't know my own strength i don't know like you know how how big i am i'm just like licking your face until somebody like you comes along and i'm like reminded not everybody likes a hug and that's cool and so like i'm i'm learning but what i also you know speaking of the coronavirus coronavirus and how everybody is not socially distinct it's incredible you know i'm a hugger i'm a social guy or whatever but as soon as it was like oh we got to stay away from each other it was it i turned on a switch and it was done but i went to and i don't know if i should mention this i won't mention that the show but i before i was able to isolate myself uh, in my apartment. On a show. I had to work on another show. And this is when it was starting to, so everybody was starting to get like, oh my God, we're going to have to like shut down here. You know, we're going to have to like isolate and all that stuff. So I had it in my mind. I walk on the set and everybody's trying to hug me and I'm like, are you guys serious right now? Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, let's like, like we cannot do this for a couple of months mm. to save our own lives. Like, what like really, really, it's not important to like shake you or give you a bro hug or anything right now. Like, let's just stay the fuck away from each other for a little while. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. One hundred and ten percent. We all should be Chris Seacott. We all should be Chris Seacott. Yeah. Right. It's, be uncomfortable hugging. It's it's yeah. OK. <laughs> it's here's the thing. I don't mind hugging if I know you and we're yeah. cool like you and i are on the same page i see you we don't see each other often you're like mm -hmm. you know we've been we've been friends since we were like eight and yeah. Yeah. dude i'm hugging you you're my brother yeah yeah but you know you're just somebody who's a friend of a friend that i just met at a party and you're like oh here give me a <laughs> hug i i'm i'm no <laughs> no we're not there yet we're not there yet we got to be on the same page I feel you. Yeah. You know okay. where I think I got from? I'm sorry. What, no, one more no, no. I wasn't going to say anything. I just didn't know how to add to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I realize, I mean, just going with the theme of the show um, and maybe to get a little psychological at first, right? I am a large black man in a white man's world, right? You just, you, can I just point out, this is the second time you've pointed out that you're a large black man in this I feel like, like I feel like I have to lean into it. You know what I mean? Like, we, we talked about how... We, we don't want to make this we don't want to make this too like sort of jokey and not like take the 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 the, the situation seriously. But also we want to sort of like like, OK, uh, uh, hold on. I want to go back for a second because this, this the second episode in this, I just want to apologize to you really quickly because I was a total pill and I think I was like cornell west but without the without any of the charisma right. and i think that i think that right now um I'm, I'm i get it now i think it's because i'm cured from the coronavirus like <laughs> mind is clear i'm talking to one of my dearest friends so i'm not going to like sit here and apologize for making a joke that somebody else doesn't get so sure. that's all i want to say and i just want to apologize for you for just sort of being like all sort of professorial and boring in the last <laughs> oh i we um, talked episode. about this when yeah. i listened to it mm -hmm. we talked about it right afterwards and Again, it took a long time to get out because we had a bunch of technical difficulties. Thank you, yeah. Internet. Um, but 
I had had a lot of caffeine that day. So uh, I felt uh, like I was shot out of a cannon right, and I right. stepped on everything you said. So mm. I'm apologizing to you because it was like, you'd say, oh, and then I, and I'd be like, <laughs> like right over the top of it. So I will stop shitting on whatever you're talking about today. Not all nope, the time, because that's yeah. part of my charm. But yeah, I nope. will, I'll be much more cognizant of that going forward, Mr. Asando. No worries. And and likewise, I will be cognizant of my own uh, uptightness here. Um, but going back to what I was saying is yes. I think that, you know, we all sort of adapt to what we get in society and we all try to figure out how to like, how are we going to fit in? And being a large black man, I said it one more time and we should probably have some kind of cue for that. Just like a um, ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially growing up in like mostly white neighborhoods like you have to make yourself as non sort of offensive and threatening as possible mm -hmm. so i turn i'm i'm a naturally nice guy but i think i also like really make sure like no 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 you're okay look i'm giving you a hug i'm a friendly guy i'm harmless don't worry do you know what i mean i think yeah. there's a lot of that with it mm. and it goes with what our show's about makes sense yeah it makes sense and yeah. i'm at the opposite end of the spectrum i'm this nerdy little white guy who uh -huh. realized early in life that I was going to get picked on and could not fight. So <laughs> I had to make friends with the big guys and yep. I, I got a big mouth. <laughs> I will. I remember one time there was a guy that I worked with and we went to the gym and he was gigantic. I mean, mm -hmm. he was this big Cuban guy. He looked like he was on steroids. He's probably about six, six. I mean, he just was built to be either a football player or a bodyguard. Sure. And he was on me about something. I don't remember what. And I just turned and looked at him and I said, hey, listen, buddy. I said, we can go outside and you can kick the living crap out of me and I can take everything that you own or <laughs> we can stand here and I can come at you like the verbal gunslinger that I am and make you cry <laughs> or we can just drop this whole thing. Yeah. And he just yeah. goes, let's drop it and like walked away. <laughs> Now I'm curious, what was the fight about? I like, don't like, even remember, but I just remember fight? he was this big, dumb guy. Yeah. And uh, nice guy, but like, he's just one of the, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember what it was. Sure. The only thing I remember about him specifically is that he was not, again, not bright, and he would interact with clients from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I remember he said to my boss, I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say to these people. And I think that they think that I'm dumb. Mm -hmm. And my boss told him, anytime you don't understand something, don't say anything. Just nod your head and say, make a note of what it is and go, interesting. interesting. <laughs> he said interesting about every other word in the meetings that we were in. It was spectacular. <laughs> other thing I remember about him was he had a safe in his office. Mm -hmm. and I assumed it was because he did some security that he had a gun in there. Okay. And I learned one day that... Stash. What's that? His roid stash. Oh, God, no. I wish it were that cool. It's just <laughs> hilarious. He went into his safe, and I was like, oh, I wonder what he's getting in there, because I was in the office with him. Mm -hmm. He had wet wipes in there and he took them and went to the bathroom. I don't even know. I have no idea. In today's climate, that oh, kind of makes perfect it. sense. You got toilet yeah. paper and <laughs> you toilet paper and wet wipes yeah. in your safe. 
yeah forget about guns and valuables that's yeah. that's and that's the commodity right that's right the now. new money right there yeah again unrelated i have no idea how i just got there <laughs> yes um somebody asked me what that's saying when i yeah. one of my friends listened to it oh, really? it's saying unrelated yes so just so we're all clear um <laughs> It's, it's almost like we're like one of those morning zoo shows where we yeah. keep dropping in. We have drops that we put in. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! Anyway, let me get to something that is sort of tangentially. Am I saying that right? On a yeah. tangent related, yeah. <laughs> related to. <laughs> you were right both times. Okay. Tangent. Okay. I'm a no. smart guy and I just am not getting that word out right now. Because you got the coronavirus. Coronavirus! The coronavirus! coronavirus! Um, so we. I've obviously all been binging a lot of crap on TV, listening mm -hmm. to a lot of music, reading a lot of books, just anything we can do to entertain ourselves. Yep. And I've been watching things way more than I normally have. And I came across the other night, the movie Tropic Thunder. Yes. And <laughs> it got me thinking about something because I'm not the biggest fan of the movie, but I am a huge fan of Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in that movie. Right. And I found myself watching it going, how the hell does a guy get away doing with doing an entire film in blackface, essentially, yep. and everybody's okay with it? Like, yep. it's Robert Downey Jr. It's like he's America's sweetheart. Yep. He somehow pulls it off. And even not only did he get a Best Supporting Actor nod for it, mm -hmm. he had black groups saying, oh, this was a great performance. And I, I know, but how does that, I, <laughs> how, I don't, I mean, I feel like anybody else that did that yeah. would have been eviscerated for dressing up yeah. and acting like a black guy in a movie. Well, I think that it, because of the premise of the movie, uh, I went and saw it and um, I guess I have to say, I went with my ex-girlfriend now, um, who is also a black person. So, like, we had a, a two black person council who were able to decide on <laughs> it right there in the movie, right in the moment. And we were laughing so much. I just remember both of us literally, you know how black people, we laugh. We fall out of the seat and we laugh. We, like, yeah. full body laugh. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, fall on the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, bah! And we fall, like, literally fell out the seat, right? And I think, I think what he got away with it's not that he got away with it it was written brilliantly it, it was, was like it was like he is a method actor who goes so deep into his role that he even does inappropriate things you know like christian bale lost 800 pounds for this or de niro gained 5,000 pounds for that or whoever charlize theron right and so like the thing that made it okay was it was a spoof on that kind of actor right. so he I re, if i remember i haven't seen the movie since it came out he had his he had his skin medically changed to so look, that yeah he, yeah he yeah looked like a black guy yeah. and so right there i will watch that all day because that's fucking hysterical that is really funny i but to your point yeah sorry to, to cut you off Don't. but to your point you know it's downey jr so he's like america's sweetheart if it was like james woods Oh, Do you know Jesus what I mean? Christ. Then it's a then it's a different story, yeah. right? Or, or like C. Thomas like Howell in Soul yes. Man. That some, was yeah, yeah. That's that's, that is some dated shit. Totally, if you watch that. Totally worthy. So. If you haven't seen it, it's I'm not gonna tell you to go see it, but maybe yeah. Google it 
It's yeah. this movie from like what is it, the early to mid eighties? Yeah. And the whole premise is some like white kid doesn't get into school yeah. the college he wanted God. to because he was um it, it basically like they they tell you that he didn't get it because they had to do some um affirmative action stuff and right. he right. didn't get what was coming to him as a right. white guy. So right. his solution right. is to, I believe he takes a bunch of tanning pills or which of course wouldn't destroy your liver or anything yeah. and yeah. gets his hair permed and starts yeah. calling himself. I think his name is Mark and he starts calling himself like Marcus oh. or something like that. And he goes into school as a black man and ends up falling in love with a black woman. Yeah. And then it all, Ray Don Chong, who, who Tommy Chong. Chong's oh. daughter, who was like the it girl for a bit. Oh God, I love her. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, taking a step back, ro yeah. Robert Downey Jr. crushes it. You guys really going to abandon this movie? I don't believe you, people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? So anyway, when he says that, it's just comedy gold. Yeah. The 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 real black guy in the in the platoon comes in and is just just basically kicks him in the dick with that and says, "What is the what?" What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Again, I just remember I have such an image of literally my girl and I, like we crying with laughter, falling out of the seat. It was just, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. If you're, so note to white people, if you're going to do blackface, do it like that. <laughs> um, no. An additional note to white people, don't do blackface. I don't give a fuck because if you mangle that and that doesn't come out right, yeah. I, I don't listen. I don't know what actor you are. Sure. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. Hit the mic. Yep. Having some some inadvertent technical difficulties there. <laughs> I was gesturing with my hands like the Italian that I am. So something else that I realized. Speaking of great actors during this coronavirus quarantine, is I realized I am too people removed like six degrees of kevin bacon i am two degrees removed from one of my favorite actors on the goddamn planet um one gentleman by the name of ed harris uh you said it wrong ed fucking harris thank you <laughs> okay so otto and i are walking the mean streets of brooklyn they're really not that mean it's super gentrified and i think we were probably in front of like a fucking falafel store when this happened but went to a vegan restaurant that oh that's night. right we went to, and i think that's closed <laughs> it was an unbelievable vegan restaurant i am not a vegan but otto yeah, was yeah. for a bit and i gotta yeah. tell you this place awesome. was the bomb yeah it really yeah. was good like you could go in there as a meat eater and as long as you weren't some jerk off that only ate meat and potatoes like right. you could have a meal that was just phenomenal like it didn't taste yeah. like dried out tofu yeah. and shit like that it was really good yeah what did they say it was like called Maimonides of brooklyn yeah yeah something like that yeah it was uh but anyway we were walking home from the vegan restaurant and um, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was him or me that said, you know, who is like one of the best actors and completely and totally underrated. And we both look at each other at the exact same time and say, Ed, Ed Harris. Harris, George, one man here. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't yeah. know how we both. And the yeah. fact that we are so specific that we love Ed Harris yeah. is just I, it's given it's given me new joy in my life. Yeah. Knowing and, that somebody else gets it. Yeah. And, and he's, um, 
you know, he's, I, I feel like he's one of our national treasures as an actor, but oh. he's not like the first actor anybody thinks of. No. Do you know what I mean? Right. People think De Niro, Denzel, Meryl, Meryl Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Ed Harris is a like, oh, yeah, Ed Harris. But like Ed Harris, I don't care what movie Ed Harris is in. If he's in Apollo 13, if he's in Pollock, of course, if he's in The Rock or or like a movie that he's in, obviously, to make money and doesn't care. Top Gun sequel. Yeah. Yeah. He's never bad. Like he he will. Ed Harris is never bad. He's never something you don't want to watch. Forget bad. He's always brilliant always brilliant like it doesn't freaking no, matter it's unbelievable so ed harris if you're listening we fucking love you and I, i've told otto if he works on anything with ed yeah. harris dude yeah get me just even if it's just like a quick little video just be like yo i'm here with ed harris it could be selfie yeah. i don't care my contract i'll be like all right if i'm working with ed We've got to do a selfie for my buddy Chris. Yeah, like, that's I it. And tell movie. him how much yeah. we fucking love him. Ed fucking Harris. Yeah. So anyway, Ed Harris. So I'm, I've been watching Westworld, which I'm going to be honest, I almost bailed on. The first season was fantastic. Second season was a fucking mind-bending shit show that made no sense at all. <laughs> this season, he is on with a good friend of Otto's that he used to work with, the amazingly talented and very cool Tessa Thompson. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And she's Jesus. in scenes with him, and I'm watching just mesmerizing. It, it dawns on me halfway through the scene. I'm like, holy shit, I know Tessa. That means oh, I'm yeah. one person away from fucking Ed Harris. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, God. And the, watching the two of them on screen, I'm just the yeah. whole time going, I'm so fucking jealous of you, Tessa. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, he is a goddamn national treasure. And I think going yeah. forward, we're going to do – we have to do, like, a little segment, just great moments in Ed Harris' history. Something. Something. And, like, pick obscure movies that he's been in. Do you know what I mean? Not, uh-huh. like – I mean, get the hits. But, like, I mean, like, I could watch – I know it's it's the thing that you're supposed to say to actors. Like, oh, I could watch you read a telephone book. But I could literally watch Ed Harris pick up a telephone book and start from the beginning and start reading. And I'd be like, that was – dude, that was brilliant, dude, man. Dude. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, everything. He was – I mean, I was trying to think what recently has he been in. And I'm pretty sure he played John McCain in that movie where it was about him picking Sarah Palin as the nominee to or whatever that fucking train wreck. Not the movie, not Ed Harris, the situation in real life. Yes, (laughs) we know thou shalt not blaspheme Ed Harris. No, never again. If you say anything bad about Ed Ed Harris, (laughs) I swear to fucking Christ, it is over, man. That's my line. Like you could talk about, you could almost talk about my mother before you could talk about Ed Harris. For me. <laughs> I won't do either of those things, but yeah, Ed fucking Harris, man. Oh, he is a he man. might be able to get away with doing doing blackface. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would. I would let. I he could Al Jolson the fuck out of Eddie. <laughs> like, you know what, dude? Cool, oh Ed Jesus, Harris. please Ed, don't do cool. that. But <laughs> now starring as Al Jolson, <laughs> Ed Harris, the role of a lifetime. Oh my Black god! Blackface like you've never seen. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. We don't. We don't need your name besmirched in any me. way. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, knowing that I'm just just two steps away from ed harris just is phenomenal and okay so some other things that i've noticed in terms of you know i'm talking a lot what's going on with you 
Shit. What's been happening in your world other than being sick that sort of jumped out at you? Well, yeah, yeah. The sickness, I mean, you know, not to get get all boring, but like the sickness, I had symptoms like it was I had this fatigue, like Bill Cosby gave me a drink and, and <laughs> I wake up and I'm just like, it, it was terrible. You got the coronavirus. Yeah. That's yeah. the worst Bill Cosby the coronavirus. ever. <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah, so I just been. I mean, I'm on what almost I'm pretty much at a month locked in my apartment. Oh, you know what happened to me? Okay, so everybody, you know, everybody is locked in their apartments. Everybody is like Instagramming and social media and you can't I have to put my phone down because somebody's doing yet one more Instagram live or somebody's doing a Zoom meeting and all that shit. But of course, I'm on there and uh, I did this Instagram story. Apropos of nothing, it started off as me alone in my apartment listening to records, right? Mm -hmm. And then um, I was just like, I would just turn my phone on to just make little comments like, hey, I'm listening to Miles Davis or whatever and just make a little funny quip about it. And then across the street from my house is this toy store uh, that opened that has had this giraffe in like this huge giraffe stuffed giraffe in its front window. So I made like this like goofy thing like I'm talking to the giraffe because oh, so we're both in. So you're sitting there looking across the street. Yes. Like, like longing for human contact. Well, yes. human to giraffe contact. Yeah. Yes. And so in so I'm just doing this as a goof. So then I it, it starts to escalate. Um, and, <laughs> and when and I don't even know, Chris, how to sort of encapsulate what happened. Um, I think that I started making a whole thing about it and it, it became like and I haven't actually seen this movie, but uh, Tom Hanks and Castaway, where I'm just this lonely guy, um, you know, talking to inanimate objects and making sure, them money. sure. So I named this giraffe across the way, George, Jeffrey, just like in, uh, was it Toys R Us? Toys R Us, yeah, Jeffrey the Jeffrey, giraffe, right? sure, Jeffrey sure. Giraffe, Excellent right? name. Right, and so um, at one point I thought, oh, you know, if we ever get through this, I want to actually buy that giraffe from the toy store because I want to support local businesses and this is kind of funny, right? Yeah, because I yeah. Hashtag and Jeffrey and all that stuff. So I reached out to Pipsqueak, the toy store, and I said, hey, I just want to- Oh, that's the name of the toy store is Pipsqueak. Exactly. The name it. of the toy store is Pipsqueak. And so then <laughs> I, I don't even know how to go into this, Chris. So then I started having this whole dialogue with with Jeffrey across the way. Pipsqueak reaches out to me and then suddenly there are signs appearing in the window from Jeffrey to me. from Pipsqueak. <laughs> right? And I'm like watching this and then it turned into this whole rear window thing where because i couldn't read the sign i would pull out my camera to take a picture of the sign and try to blow it up on my computer so i could read the sign unbeknownst to me some of my friends behind my back were talking with pipsqueak the toy store to sort of manipulate what jeffrey said oh were they trying to like buy it out from under you or something trying to buy it out from under me oh, and all that <laughs> i literally did not know what was going on i was just following along with the story That's great. so anyway my buddy charlie mcdowell um went and bought jeffrey for me and then had him had them take jeffrey out of the window so the next morning 
I, I put my record on and I'm doing a whole Instagram story about like, hey, look, this is my uh, uh, Miles Davis record. Ha ha ha. I'm going to go talk to Jeffrey now. And he's not in the window. And this is after four days of doing this. So I had an emotional reaction. I was like, where the fuck is Jeffrey? Like, it was like really like. <laughs> we got something, man. What the fuck? We're so happy to our thing that we had between us. Yeah. And so I'm following the story. Then Jeffrey peers back in the window. Then there's a a, a sign that says Charlie is taking the thing. And I don't know who Charlie is because I didn't connect it with my buddy actually in um, California. And then unbeknownst to me, another set of friends from high school had been following the Instagram story. So they wanted to get me a companion. So they got their own freaking stepped giraffe. That was actually a giraffe that symbolizes a adopted giraffe in Kenya named Kiko and that got sent to my apartment while I'm dialoguing and trying to figure out what's going on with Jeffrey. Jesus Christ, this is like fucking young and the restless. So there's, so hold on. So now there's Kiko and you looking out the window at Jeffrey. Yes. Okay. So I've got one, I think I'm sitting right next to it. It's a, it's at least four feet, five feet tall giraffe. I've got another one on the way. I've got a small apartment and I don't know what to do with the fucking giraffe, but I fucking love it. Like now my favorite animal next to a dog is a giraffe because I've been watching videos of giraffes. These things are awesome. And giraffes, I'm going to bring it back real quick, are kind of the Ed Harris's of the (laughs) kingdom. (laughs) Of course they are. Awesome animals that you don't really think about until somebody goes giraffe and you're like, that's a fucking cool animal, right? The lions get all the credit and like the, the, the elephants and the rhinos, you know what I mean? It's, it, if you're talking just about African animals. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You think about a giraffe, but do you really do you really put your mind and go, yeah, giraffe's my favorite animal? Until you think about it. They are the Ed Harris oh, yeah. of the yeah. animal kingdom, bro. They, and they've got these insanely long black tongues. And yeah. I immediately regret saying that. That is super <laughs> fucked up that that just came out of my mouth. But I think, yeah, oh, good God. No, in all seriousness, it's such a weird feature yeah. in an animal that yeah. it's completely like it's it's black. Like it's not yeah. it's not even like it's pink with some black on it because most, yeah, yeah. you know, almost every animal, every mammal anyway, has got like, you know, like pinkish, pinkish coloring yeah, in yeah. their mouths. Yeah. Just black tongue. And they yeah. use it to like snake out and grab like leaves that are a little bit too far into the tree it's crazy it's my favorite animal now dude wow it's my favorite animal on the planet now i i my favorite animal has always been until recently and i'll tell you why uh the chameleon uh-huh because it can do blackface because it can do blackface <laughs> and get away with it exactly they can do any color face frankly <laughs> but i read the, i read something the other i think it was a meme that somebody wrote the other day and it just uh. said the fact that we know that chameleons exist means they're shit at their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> like we should have never known they were out there. Yeah. They just, these fuckers, somebody let down their guard once upon a time, and now the secret's out. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I wish I could take credit for that. Oh, but that's pretty brilliant. That is pretty brilliant. Um, okay, so... That is an amazing story. So where are we with Jeffrey right now? Well, Jeffrey is still in isolation at Pipsqueak, the toy store. And when and if all of this blows over, um, he's coming over to stay with me. So I'll have two giant stuffed giraffe 
giraffes in my apartment. Giraffes. I don't need to add another s at the end of it. Giraffes. um, In my apartment. Um, That's good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's where we are. That's that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me in the last couple months. Wow. Really, the most exciting thing in the last couple months? Yeah, dude. (laughs) I mean, because you have to understand, you know, like people still will text me and go, so how'd you set all that up? And I'm like, dude, no, I did not set that up. Like I had no idea. Like and it was me. If you follow that Instagram story and I'm not. Well, go ahead. Follow that Instagram story. Follow them on Instagram. Is this are yeah. the story still there? They're still there. Okay. They're under pandemic one and two. And it's long. <laughs> dude, I, mean, I love I, that there's a sequel already. Dude, and I'm the guy who hates long Instagram stories. I immediately swipe away, but then I'm just and so mine is it, it's it's like a half an hour of 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 it. It's it's literally a half an hour long if you watch everything from tip to tail. Yeah, but yeah. it is me actually figuring out what's going on along the way and and being like I. It's not me setting up the shot. It's me turning on my camera my phone and then just going just staring longingly out the window at totally Jeffrey across the street <laughs> wow yeah man. i gotta i i saw a little bit of it but yeah, yeah. The, i think the one clip that i saw was you staring out the window just looking across the street like yep. your hand on the window sill, just yep. looking out uh-huh. and i don't even know that i knew what it was about i just messaged you right away and i was like dude dust your fucking windowsill oh yeah <laughs> that was okay. it there's there's an example right like i'm doing it and i didn't realize in the moment that my windowsill was still so dusty so i looked down and i'm like oh shit my my windowsill is dusty yeah. right so it wasn't like i was like oh i set up the shot twice and then i was like oh i'm gonna comment on this dusty window it was like i noticed it in the moment yeah and of course that's what i'm paying attention to and having yeah, yeah. no idea yes. what you're talking yeah. about at all because that's the way my brain works <laughs> Um, yeah, I wish I could say that anything that interesting was happening with me over here. Um, yeah. again, just watching a lot of TV and stuff. I went out and actually picked up a video game for the first time. I went out and picked up a video game, bought online and downloaded directly a video game, which is something I haven't done in like three years. Right. And I have been, I've been playing, uh, this game, uh, Far Cry 5. Love that game. And basically you are, um infiltrating and trying to take down a a, basically this hillbilly cult that's taken over some valley in some remote region i don't think they say the state or anything but you get the idea that it's somewhere like tennessee kentucky like mid-south area man it is satisfying to run around and shoot rednecks (laughs) it really is you can say that bad rednecks there are (laughs) some lovely people who are rednecks i don't know if there are i've not been around them but right. it's uh, there is a certain level of satisfaction in that for sure because I'm never going to do it in real life. I don't even own a gun. But right. um, yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to say that you texted me and were like, "Yo, Far Cry, you you get to play this like sort of semi-racist um, religious cult." And I'm not going to say that I was I got the game within 30 seconds of you telling me that. <laughs> and I'm not going to acknowledge that I already know that. But... Yeah. <laughs> but that that may or may not have happened. So something else that since we started talking about this, um, this whole this whole race thing, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we um, 
I've noticed a lot more things. I, I, I guess I was noticing them before, but now I'm really paying attention to them. Just the way that we even say things language-wise. Um, so something that's happened recently, if you've seen Avengers Endgame, and I'm assuming that most of you have at this point, you have, correct? I have, yes. Yeah. So one of the things that happens at the end of that, and it's happened in the comics as well, is that the Falcon, so he becomes captain america or at least has the shield passed to him and he's going to be in there's a disney plus series that he's in with winter soldier and who knows when the hell that's coming out based on right. the way that things are going they were referring to him as uh the black captain america right are they referring to the other one as the white captain america exactly because he's captain you could say the new captain america and i exactly. I, I get why they I get in a way why you say the black Captain America, mm -hmm. but it's having to put that disclaimer that, oh, he's black, but you don't right. put that disclaimer with the other person totally. for being white. And we totally. do that a lot. And I've oh. noticed it more and more. Mm -hmm. I've also noticed that there is, in a way to me, and I want to get your take on this, um, almost feels like pandering mm -hmm. that they're taking certain characters and making them like established characters and they're making them either black mm -hmm. or they're making them female or mm -hmm. they're making them insert marginalized group here sure instead of what they traditionally are in that happens a lot in comics but mm -hmm. one place that it's happened and i found it very interesting is uh state farm runs an ad campaign and this is in no way disparaging of state farm they ran an ad campaign a while ago with very boring and this is disparaging state farm sorry but <laughs> very boring <laughs> sort of corporate mascot called jake from state farm and mm -hmm. it's just some dude like with khakis and like a red polo shirt and it was always this sort of frumpy white dude right like nobody special Right. And they had a commercial where there's a guy on the phone in the middle of the night. And he's talking about his auto insurance. Why it's the middle of the night? I don't know, because he's not at an accident scene or whatever. He's just down in the living room talking to somebody. <laughs> and his wife comes in and goes, who are you talking to? And he's like, right. Jake from State Farm. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay, Jake from State Farm. And she picks up the phone and she's like, what are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? And he says, um, red polo and khakis? <laughs> and she's like you sound you sound very unattractive or something like that right and then they cut to the other end of the line and it really is jake from state farm mm -hmm. and as i said the commercial as it initially appeared was this like dorky white guy right the exact same commercial now without any fanfare has mm -hmm. been recut so that mm -hmm. all the things with the couple are exactly the same. But now the right. guy at the other end of the line, Jake's from State Farm, is black. Ah, uh -huh. And he's like nobody, you know, it's not like he's like some cool black guy or like some good right, looking right. black guy. He's just some average black guy. But yeah, yeah. considering how bent out of shape we get that, you know, like we've got a black Captain America. Mm -hmm. A commercial that runs a lot mm -hmm. when sports is on. And I know that that's not as much now, but this was running at that point. Right. That nobody said anything. Right. It, it's, it, it, blow, it, it blows my mind what, A, what people get upset about these days. Mm -hmm. And then what just sort of slides under the radar. I'm glad right. that nobody's getting pissed that Jake from State Farm is black now. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, let's go unrelated, that I'm, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know I could see your hand moving towards the button. I was like, I don't know if I should. No, no, no. 
one of the things that I am blown away by, you know, parents groups and everybody just, they get so incensed about everything. Like, you know, Shakira and JLo are at the Super Bowl halftime show and they're dancing around in very revealing outfits, looking great, by the way. Mm-hmm. people were outraged. Like the FCC is flooded with calls that I cannot right. believe that you're right. going to let women on TV and doing this and blah, 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 blah. And there's families watching. And then meanwhile, in suburbia, if you've ever been to Spencer Gift, yeah. you know, there's like Hot Topic, but before that, and it's still around, is there was a place called Spencer Gift. And it was always like the place you go in and it it's a younger crowd and it's all like cool t-shirts and hats and like band right. shit and like... So when I was a kid, there was always like a section in the back where it was like, quote unquote, racy. But the racy was, was like all pictures of girls in bikinis, like for posters and stuff. Right, right. So I just, I was in the mall with a with a friend a while back and uh, went in there with their kid. Um, kids like maybe 10. And we, I wander towards the back. Dude, it is out of control what's in there right now. Just a straight up sex toy shop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody seems to, I mean, they've got butt plugs, they've got vibrators, they've got dildos, they've got lube. I don't have an issue with any of that stuff, but it's in a store Mm -hmm. in the mall Mm -hmm. that caters to like preteens and teens. Right. And there's no like divider that says, unless you're 18, don't come beyond this, this section. You can just walk back. Just straight back. And the one that blew my mind is there was. There was a there was a butt plug mm-hmm. that looked like a football. <laughs> I, I I I can neither okay. confirm nor deny. Honestly, I'm making this up. I, that it might yeah. have been like you know sponsored by Gronk. And I don't know, but <laughs> but yeah. And so this is so something like this exists, and nobody seems to care. Nobody right. gets outraged about that. It's right. almost like parents don't even go in there to know. Yeah. Yeah. I I got nothing. I don't yeah. I don't what know what to say about State that. State Farm? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> what did you say? I said, what does it have to do with State Farm? Oh yeah, State Farm is now marketing their own sex toys. You didn't know that? <laughs> um, well, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, I I find it funny what people sort of focus on and don't focus on. You know, I remember remember that Cheerios commercial that came out with the interracial couple and yes. the mixed yes. race little girl who uh-huh. was like so beautiful and they fucking lost their minds over that. So I, I, you know, you know what side I'm on with all this stuff. So anytime I see, and I always wonder if this is, these are commercials that are marketed only in, in New York. And I, I think I already know the answer to that because the Cheerios commercial was a nationwide commercial, right? I love those kinds of commercials. I love when I say I see like a gay couple or like somebody that could be suggested as a gay couple, an interracial couple. I love that stuff because I know it's fucking pissing the people that I hate off. Mm -hmm. So if if Jake from State Farm, I wish (laughs) I hope that from our podcast, people are made aware of Jake from Jake from from State Farm. And maybe now he's like. Jamil from State Farm. I, <laughs> I, I hope they don't get, do that. I got to be honest. 
I I want people to get up in arms because I know I love taking the piss out of those fucking people. So like, hey, hey, guys, hey, I just want to make an announcement for those of you guys might not have noticed during NFL Thursday nights or whatever. But Jake from State Farm is black, black, black. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Jake from State Farm is black, black, black. black, black. (laughs) So I guess to get back to my initial question is at what point does it sort of become pandering you know like we've got a lot of a lot of tv shows a lot of movies mm-hmm. where like right now let's, let's stick with marvel you know sure. we, the, obviously the first wave of the marvel universe was a lot of white men sure and then scarlet witch or, or i'm sorry uh black widow mm-hmm. um scarlet johansson which I, I, god knows when that movie's coming out i am looking forward to it but i have no idea when it'll actually hit theaters sure part of that is just it's those were the characters for me as a comic book purist, if you will, like mm-hmm. taking Captain America right out of the gates, introduce mm-hmm. me to the, the, the original Captain America. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. totally fine with the new Captain America being black. No right. problem. It's mm-hmm. a different direction. Cool. But introduce mm-hmm. me to how the story started, like Spider-Man. Right. Spider-Man's Peter Parker. There's right. a new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, who happens mm-hmm. to be black. Mm-hmm. totally cool mm-hmm. just set it up so i know the original guy and then bring mm-hmm. him in right awesome. right right but i i wonder at what point for me i'm asking just kind of the the universe of uh people out there like at what point does it become pandering where you're just sort of like shoehorning in a like a gay relationship just for the sake of shoehorning in a gay relationship you know like if it can be to me it can feel lazy Mm-hmm. When you're just doing it like that, not the fact that you're putting that in, right? But the fact that you you just throw it in with no no real reason for it to be there. But on the other hand, it's like you're throwing like you're having straight sexuality in your face all the time right. without us even yeah. realizing that it's there. Yeah, yeah. So they're just so throwing I guess my it in. argument. Yeah, I guess my argument, not necessarily with you, is I, I say it's all always been pandering right like it's you know like like you're about to suggest it's you know superman being white white batman being white everybody being white is pandering to white audiences it makes me think of you know why elvis is the king of pop right and why let's say he's the king um, of rock and roll elvis king of rock and roll i'm sorry michael jackson's the king of pop yeah yeah but like my point is you know it, it makes me think of race records right it makes me think of in order for this record by this black group to sell, we need to put a white person on the cover, right? The Miles Davis is for one of his uh, first records with uh, Columbia. Um, what it was it called? I think that was someday my prince will come, right? He's signed with Columbia. He's one of the biggest stars on the planet. He, he records this album and the first album cover is this white lady model on a um on a sailboat like something out of like um something out of like nantucket right really yeah yeah and miles davis sees the cover and his quote is who's this white bitch on my cover so the (laughs) second so the second album the second pressing of the album has him on it or either that or his girlfriend um at the time um and so i think 
like it's always been pandering. And so now the pendulum has to swing in the other direction because obviously there's a whole bunch of people. There's a whole entire audience out there that now has a voice and power to say, hey, we want to see us. So if you have to switch up uh, fucking Spider-Man, do it because you made Spider-Man arbitrarily right in the first place, just Mm -hmm. like made me listen to, you know, records, quote unquote race records. And that's what always that's what when I when I learned that history where it's like all of these blues artists and all these jazz artists couldn't sell records in America because they were black, but they would go to Europe and become the biggest thing in Europe and then come back to America and everybody would be like, whoa, who's this Jimi Hendrix guy? Do you know what I mean? It's like it's that same sort of thing. So. Yeah, like I, I kind of love the pandering. Pander to me, go yeah, for it. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I just, I, I guess the question, and it's just sort of devil's advocate, is it is yeah. pandering. It's just it's, what point does it? At what point does it just feel pandering? Like I, I guess I'm thinking to like TV shows where it's like there's always the token white guy. The yep. low, or I'm sorry, the bl- token black guy. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm saying that because I am the token white guy in your world. Yeah, but I, like, I no, was, throwing in like the token black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, you're there, mm-hmm. but is it like actually like a good representation of a character? Yeah. Well, you to know? me, it's like the same, it's, you know, before it was, yeah. When it was a token black guy, it was always like a one dimensional character. It was never, you get to be Spider-Man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like that, like back in the day when it was like, oh, the one drug dealer that comes in for the one scene. Oh, right. Black, oh, right. Right. That's different from you are the lead of this. Like we we are going to set aside um, some uh, literary license for this character to be that. Do you know what I mean? So I for understand. this woman, yeah. you know, so so that I'm I'm always a fan of that. I you know, I and know that- it other people crazy. And now ta- no 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 and now take a step back from that and here's another devil's advocate question yeah because it's a double-edged sword so does that mean that it's a bad thing mm-hmm. when you get a role where you are a drug dealer even if mm-hmm. it's well fleshed out because i mean those people exist yeah it's, yeah you know is is that is that inherently bad i mean i was watching something recently uh well let's take for example the wire I was about to say it. Yep. Yeah, The Wire. I mean, there's there's a lot of black men on that show, mm-hmm. and they're playing drug dealers, they're playing pimps, they're playing mm-hmm. all sorts of like racially stereotypical roles, but they're well thought out. Exactly. Right. And it mm-hmm. and, but there's still people I feel like that don't look at the well thought out part, and they just say, "I'm tired of black men having these roles." Yeah, and I guess my uh, I would say, and I get it. Great example. Yeah, yeah, and I know you get it. Uh, the Wire is a great example. All of those are brilliantly fleshed out characters. But mm-hmm. like on on the flip side, nobody says, oh, Robert De Niro's playing another gangster. Like nobody like looks at what yeah. Robert De Niro or Ray Liotta or Martin Scorsese or anybody or some of the roles Ed Harris has had and go, oh, yet another hey, white hey, guy. Hey, 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 hey. Like, not I know, I know. Hey, I'm not besmirching Ed Harris, man. Ed Harris. But like. <laughs> He stands you know, above all. He's above all of this. He's, he's just looking everything. down at what's going on. Yes. yes. Shaking his head. Totally. At the rest of humanity. <laughs> totally. Totally. He's like, uh, in but, that gravelly voice he's got. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Those types of questions don't get asked of, of white actors the way that they do of black actors. Right. And may I follow that up by saying, and I may have mentioned this in a previous um, 
podcast, so I apologize. But Otto has been, um, he's been in many things. Mm -hmm. And he had a streak where he was either an FBI agent Mm -hmm. or a doctor in everything he was in. And when he told me he got cast on a show as um, a brilliant Jewish surgeon. There you go. Uh, Chicago med plug there because he won't plug, he won't plug his own shit. So I'll plug it for him. But, um, yeah, so he's on Chicago med and he plays this black Jewish surgeon who's just an absolute genius and like a mentor to one of the other characters. Right. When he told me that he got that role, I said, very, very seriously, Otto, I said, you really need to look at what you're doing with your career. There are a lot of kids that look up to you as a successful black man. And what is it telling them? that you were only playing these stereotypical black roles of <laughs> doctors and FBI agents. <laughs> exactly. Hilarious. Hilarious. And this is the type of thing that I say to him and he'll just go, okay, this is why I still talk to you because everybody else is on this other level talking and you bust my balls every time we talk. There you go. There you go. Um, anyway, I completely re- like knocked off the rails what you were talking about there. <laughs> as I always do. Yeah, no worries. It's what the but white, I, I mean, it's what the white man that's does. What, that's, that's, yes, that's mighty white of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think I got one other coronavirus related thing before we get into some lighter talk and sort of wrap sure. up. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! One of the things that is coming out of this coronavirus um, scare that we're having is that it sounds like going forward, we're going to be wearing a lot more face masks in public. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's good because it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to make sure that we're being safe until we've got this thing under control. And the world is obviously not going to be the same again. For me, I hope that the mask thing is not the new normal because right. I'm a little vain and I don't <laughs> I, I want people to actually see what I look like. You right, know, right. Re- yeah, well, maybe they can just reject, you know, people can just reject me on my personality instead of <laughs> like looking at me and saying it so, anyway. Right. You're like, oh, you have nice eyes and you're a dick. Um, but (laughs) so it's, for me, it's going to be interesting how this plays out in terms of the legal world, because one of the reasons that a lot of places, and I don't know if it's across the board federal, but a lot of places across the country wearing a mask in public is illegal Uh because of the Klan, because Uh they were hiding their identities. Mm -hmm. And so now does wearing a mask give people, certain people carte blanche to get away with things because like security cameras aren't going to be able to pick up who you are. Mm-hmm. Is this going to turn into something much different? I mean, even you want to go like sort of Orwellian that they've been working on facial recognition software. Like in China. But that doesn't work now. If you're wearing a face mask, yeah. like what's going to happen with facial recognition? I mean, well, I'm glad in that sense because I feel like that's a little too intrusive. Sure. And it's the facial recognition. What happens? I mean, I almost feel like there's a certain segment of the population there's shitty people in any circumstance, no matter how the, the country's going, mm-hmm. to have your face covered mm-hmm. and making you more um, anonymous. Mm-hmm. What comes of that? You know, funny that you say that um, somebody's already beat you to it. Um, really? Uh, from the racial standpoint, uh, my uh, my friends a couple of days ago, I forgot to forward it to you, forwarded me a, a, a selfie video of these two black dudes in a in a Walmart and they've got the facial mask on and there's a cop, a white cop kicking them out. Really? And they're like, 
yeah, this is broad daylight in a Walmart or a Target or something like that. And they're like, they're, they've got the camera on and the cop is following them out. The cop doesn't have a mask on and they have surgical masks on. And they're like, we're wearing these masks because of the fucking coronavirus. And this cop is kicking us out. And they're talking the whole way out. It's like a five-minute video. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's, I was actually thinking of it the other way. I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just saying that that, you know, there is also that. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, really yeah. crazy th- times that not just that we're in, but I think mm-hmm. the implications of it going forward are yeah. pretty crazy too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let's go to the way. Oh, I know what we've got before we get to our big, you know, anticlimactic finale. Um, Ask a white guy, ask a black guy. Okay. All right. And this week, courtesy of my friend Marissa, Mm -hmm. I have a question for a black guy. Okay, shoot. All right. The question is, I'm curious why so many white guys seem to think that the Beastie Boys are the greatest thing ever. And I'm equally curious what the black community in general thinks of the Beastie Boys as a rap group. I've actually Googled this and I've gotten nowhere with it. Thanks in advance. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm about to disappoint my friend, Chris, um, and Marissa. I fucking love the beastie boys. I know you do. I, and I'm about to, I'm about to disappoint white people everywhere and say, I really don't give a fuck about the beastie boys. Okay, let's go back to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their first album, I love the, you know, the big hit, You Fight for Your Right to Party. I it was I remember it being an anthem back then and everybody oh, loving yeah. that song. But like the rest of that album is fucking awesome. And then and so, you know, they came out as like this sort of goofy, oh, there's three white guys who are rapping and blah blah blah. Yep. And it was like kind of their they were they felt gimmicky, but like there were some real gems in what they were doing. And then I'm sorry, but Paul's boutique is one of the greatest rap albums ever. I, I don't care who, um, wants to argue with me. I don't care if I lose my black card because Cornell West doesn't. <laughs> think that. But Paul, I love that we keep referencing Cornell West. Cause I brought it up in a conversation last week. <laughs> yes. But, um, we love you, Dr. West, but we, we do love you, Dr. West. Um, but, they they consistently i have a few of their albums and i go no they are legit they it's not like um who's who's that um who's the uh, mac macroy mac mac something oh the, um um i know who you're talking about um yeah, I don't even remember his mac, name mac, mac yeah i i know it's Macklemore, something Macklemore. the kids listen Macklemore. to macklemore okay that's a different thing um i i, I will to use the uh, the words that the kids use, I stand for the motherfucking Beastie Boys. I I'm sorry, Marissa. I'm sorry, Chris. They are legit. I love the fucking Beastie Boys. So what and you a say? A lot of you, the black people that so, I know love the fucking Beastie. Oh, okay. Boys. So black people like the Beastie Boys. Oh hell yeah. Oh okay. So oh, good. Yeah. So what are you apologizing to black people for? They're with you. Oh, I'm just saying. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm just yeah. I'm yeah. apologizing to white guys uh-huh. who are into rap because I'm really I. There's some songs I like, but for yeah. me, all I hear is every single song is meh, 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 ah, uh, 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 ah. <laughs> like it's just they always shout the last syllable on every fucking rap that they oh, do. Oh yeah, so you're thinking of um, you're thinking of um, oh, what's that 
Oh, I fucking love that album. Intergalactic. Intergalactic. Yeah, but they do. But it's like it's an ongoing thing. I mean, their style. I get it. Their style. I mean, I there's stuff that I enjoy by them, but overall, like, I mean, I actually my I, I will take a step back. My I do like the album. Um, it's not one of my favorites, but what's the one that had um, ill communication? Ill communication, yeah. yeah. Um, sabotage, yeah. And they had, um, and and it's, I'm not saying that because I love sabotage. Like I know that was their big yeah. hit, but that's that's yeah. not. It, it's a great song, but that's yeah. the one that stands out to me is um, the one with tip on it. No, uh, what's the fucking name of it? Um, sure Shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Sure yeah. Shot, and yeah. I and is that the one where they or is it from another album and they just got the name from it where they're like, like Ma Bell got the ill communication. Ma yeah, that's Bell. with tip on it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and now that's one mm-hmm. that like you talk to, and I think that it's across like a lot of people that like rap, mm-hmm. but even most white guys that I know that are like, eh, rap, yeah, I'm here and there. Tribe Called Quest, they love Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, yeah, it's just the thing. Oh yeah, it's I mean that's thing. love that group. Can't tell me shit about that group. No, nah, yeah. I love that. Who's God the guy damn. that just passed away? Fife. Fife, dog. Yeah, sorry, Fife. Yeah, like they they have a set of albums that it's like I can't stop listening to. Just like like from, I mean, their first album, what People's Instinctive Paths of Funk and Rhythm. I had it as a as a cassette tape. And then you and I are old enough to remember cassette tapes. And when they break, you have to take the little pencil yeah, or the little like, turn, twist yeah. it. I listened to that one so much that I couldn't even fix it with the pencil. So I had to get another tape cassette. Tape. Yeah. Then I got it on CD. Like, I'm telling you, like, can't tell me shit about Tribe Called Quest either. It, so the greatest. And, and this is making me think of something that we've had a discussion about this before. Mm-hmm. Favorite rappers in terms of um just mc like voice like flow mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. for me all time all time mm-hmm. rakim oh yeah, yeah rakim's just got yeah. flow man like yeah, it yeah. just like the words just like drip from his tongue yeah chuck d same type of thing yeah chuck um, d's different level too like the way he just attacks stuff it's like it's crazy yeah, yeah. and yeah. uh and i'm also a big fan of obviously like i mean it just drips like like it just comes out of it's that drip sounds gross but just sort yeah. of like just flows is yeah, snoop yeah. like I, snoop I'm, I'm gonna be fan. honest I don't really I couldn't name you a song that Snoop's done in the last 25 years. <laughs> right. But right. whenever I hear him do it I'm like cuz I feel yeah. like he's become more of a just like a cultural icon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he's got a um, reggae album out now or something. Does he really? Yeah, he's called Snoop Lion he, or when he does the when reggae. When he does reggae. Yeah, because I mean th- that's what he's not hanging with his uh, homie Martha Stewart which yeah, yeah, yeah. one of oh. the all-time best friendships yeah, in yeah. the history of yep. the world the leopard <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah. but yeah so anyway i i had to share my uh my there you go. There. yeah so there, there you go marissa uh black people yeah. like tribe called quest and we're oh, yeah. yeah yeah we're bit oh i'm sorry not tribe called the beastie boys, yeah, beastie boys. We're, mm-hmm. we're um i don't know if it's grudgingly or whatever because you know whitey but they do like them some no, they're legit. And yeah. 
even black rap rappers love the Beastie Boys. Too. You like that I worked in they too. They. <laughs> 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 you people what do you mean you people what do you mean what do you mean you people um right. and i am the anomaly as a white guy that i don't really care about the beastie boys i don't necessarily think they're bad they're just not my thing mm-hmm. you know it's not like you're asking me about like what do i think about buffy the vampire slayer oh fuck you dude <laughs> fuck you fuck bsg <laughs> fuck the cylons fuck. oh my god, god damn you oh. to hell um, although I did meet somebody recently, um, who is a big fan out of nowhere. I would have never called this about these friends. They love angel, the okay. show angel. And I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. Love Buffy. And as soon as they said Buffy, they're like, Oh no, we don't like that. I'm like, wait, what are you, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not like, it's not like BSG right. and Caprica, which I've never heard. I've heard very, I can't say never, but I've heard very few people feel good about Caprica. Yeah, it kind, or, of, uh, it kind of fell on its face a actually, little bit. Actually, take a step back. It wouldn't be, yeah. I love BSG and I love Caprica. It'd be, I love Caprica, but I'm not really into BSG. Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, Angel's yeah. the spinoff. But right, um, right. anyway, yeah. so there you have it, Marissa. I hope that that brings some clarity to your life in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Um, and if, any of you who are listening to this show want to ask a white guy or ask a black guy, you can write to us at unrelated the show at gmail.com. So all one word unrelated the show at gmail.com. And uh, we hope we get some, uh, we hope we get some more uh, input from you guys. And also uh, maybe some awkward questions. Like uh, I know it came from Otto and not from a, caller but um or writer but i don't even know what the fuck i'm saying from somebody out there in the in the world but it's a human that's some very uncomfortable discussions about otto's penis in the yeah. last podcast there you go which by the way can i just uh, another uh, it's, i can't even say unrelated because it is related yeah. i have a friend a friend's boyfriend recently started sending me memes of and he told me this was coming so it's right. It's not unpro- you know, unprovoked. Right. Um, although I didn't, I was like, please, dude, don't do this. Yeah. There's, um, there's all these memes of. This huge black guy with a huge, yeah, yeah, dick. I've seen that. Yeah, one. and yeah. it's like, and the one that he sent me that I got to tell you, like, I'm not a fan of these things, but I was practically pissing my pants when mm-hmm. somebody had a coffee mm-hmm. and, you know, they draw pictures in the foam on the coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, and it was that guy. It was that guy's and his dick <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was looked like it was done in the foam of the latte, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is just, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's it, it was so subtle that you're like, oh, why did yeah. you send me a picture of a guy? Who, oh my god, what is that? <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, so tell me, um, let's let's sort of wrap this up then. Tell me something that uh, either that you learned or something that was cool that you uh, came across over uh, the time that we've taken since we last spoke right uh well i mean one thing that i i um as you know i play the guitar it's one of my hobbies i love the guitar um and i love the blues and i grew up playing uh, listening to the blues all my life and um 
one of the great ways to learn a guitar, as any guitarist will tell you, is like just to play along with your favorite songs, whether it's you know, you're a Beatles guy or a Hendrix guy or a blues guy. And there's this um, blues record um, called um, it's by Buddy Guy and Junior Wells, two of my favorite blues cats. And um, it's called Alone in Acoustic. And it's and if you're a blues fan, you know that Buddy Guy is one of like Buddy and Junior are like one of the quintessential yeah. blues duos. They're like Fife and Tip uh, from uh, Tribe Called Quest. Gotcha. And uh, Buddy Guy is one of the greatest blues guitarists ever. And it's just them playing acoustic guitar. And um, Junior Wells is a harmonica guy and they're just two dudes singing and having the time of their life and playing just blues. Right. And that album, I've always pulled out and just started playing along with it. And what I started to realize, especially this week, is that I'm keeping up with Buddy Guy. Am oh, I Buddy awesome. Guy? No, but like I'm totally keeping up. I'm, I, I can hear it and then just do it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's the thing that I've discovered cool this this week. So th something that that reminds me of, and I, I sent you the video, and we were both mm -hmm. sort of marveling over it. Is um, I don't I went down the I went down the YouTube rabbit hole a few maybe like two weeks ago when I first got sick, mm -hmm. and I was watching mm -hmm. a lot. I was watching a lot of Fleetwood Mac. Like I've gotten into oh. just like mm -hmm. listening to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Love them, but like it's been a while, and I started watching videos on YouTube of Fleetwood Mac. And mm -hmm. if you scroll down on the TV app, um, mm -hmm. at least on Roku, it start. There's a thing that says um, other versions of these songs, right? And mm -hmm. so you see covers, whatever. And I saw um, some teenage girl named Sina uh, or Sina. I don't know how she says her name. It's S I N A, and mm -hmm. she does these drum covers, which is basically she plays mm -hmm. the songs and then she plays the drum part that I'm assuming she sort of turned down on the track and then, it, mm -hmm. and then it's just playing that part along with the song. And this girl right. fucking kicks ass, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. yeah. she did, the first one I saw was something she did with Fleetwood Mac. And I, I honestly have no idea, but one of the related videos to that was her doing Rosanna by Toto mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. God, Damn, dude. First of all, I didn't realize how intricate that drum part is on that song. Right. And second of all, she fucking slays it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I sent it to you, and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. a lot of times I'll send you something, or you'll send me something, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And you wrote back, yeah. and you're like, holy crap, she murdered yeah. that, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I came across. Uh, mm -hmm. as you know related to that uh, instead of unrelated it was related there you go but one thing and again i'm going to give a shameless plug to otto mm -hmm. but i need to call this out um i've started watching on amazon otto's in a new series called tales from the loop oh right mm -hmm. which is actually really good it, yeah it, really good and i don't mean to say like oh my god i'm shocked that it's good like it's, <laughs> it's just it's really appealing to me it's sort of like this weird like, but yeah, quiet and thoughtful sci-fi thing that takes place right. in this town that you're not really sure of the era that it's taking place in. Mm -hmm. And anyway, really cool. So I'm, I'm going to bust balls and at the um, same time talk about the show. Um, mm -hmm. There's Otto has an episode that's pretty much where he's the main character, but there's a lot of things where his character just pops up along the way leading to that. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I have to say, I fucking love the one where they freeze time, and it's oh, basically it's Otto, <laughs> a shot of him just standing, or like he's sitting in a booth, obviously eating lunch, and it's just you holding a pickle, <laughs> just like not far from your mouth, but like with your mouth open and not ready to, to fight it yet because you're frozen in time. <laughs> how many times did you have to fucking shoot that? And did you just like, were you just like thinking of how ridiculous that looked that you were like <laughs> holding a pickle in front of your face? Yeah, I just, I, the only thing I thought of was it, it didn't take that long. I just went in, boom, boom, you know, we maybe like three takes of it, okay. you know, the special effects, right? But like, I just wanted to, <laughs> I just, didn't want it to make it look like I was sticking a dildo in my mouth. And that's, that's totally thing. like, the, yeah, of yeah. course, that's the first so, place my fucking mind went. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which is cool, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I've, I, I've seen it and been like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, you know, as the actor, I was like, how do I make this look like I am about to eat this? Like, so I'm like, what, 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 where am I in my what life? What is my motivation? <laughs> what is my motivation? I'm eating this pickle. You, you know what I mean? What's the thought in my mind? You know what I mean? It's like, just, I know it's one of those things that I, and I, I studied acting a long time ago, but did not go yeah. down that road. And you're yeah. aco super accomplished at this, but it's one of those things that struck me as, okay, if I tell you, or you tell me like, Hey, you're at this moment where you've decided that you and your spouse are getting divorced. Mm -hmm. I know what to bring to the table for that. Yeah. It's, it's a big yeah. moment, but I know what to bring into it. But yeah. if they turn in and say, eat a pickle, make it look natural. <laughs> like, what do you do? Right. You're like, exactly. just like with a pickle. But I, I laughed out loud. Like I had to pause the episode and like, I've been having trouble breathing as part of the oh. coronavirus thing. And I was just, I had to, I had to stop and like catch my breath. Hilarious. I was laughing so hard at that. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what's going on with me. I'm laughing at Otto for eating pickles and, uh, watching, uh, watching YouTube way too much. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, uh, that's what you got to do in a quarantine. That's apparently. what you got to do in a quarantine and, my, uh, and, yeah. and shoot video game hillbillies. Yep. Which yep. by the way, we need to get synced up on uh yeah i already on... sent you my um oh you did so you should have it did you send me an email or you sent me a no, through xbox but i, oh, I think okay yep okay gold or whatever yeah. That is yeah know. all right yeah because yeah. i didn't have your name anyway so i'm sure this is all very fascinating to you the listener yeah. <laughs> knowing that we're later on going to sync up on xbox and go running around the hills of tennessee <laughs> shooting cultists yeah. um yeah <laughs> Anyway, so uh, I think that that just about does it for us. And uh, again, if you've got a, if you want to reach out to us and just give us some feedback or ask a question, like specifically ask a black guy, ask a white guy, uh, you can reach us at unrelatedtheshow at gmail.com. I guess that's about it. We can sign off and uh, catch up with you maniacs another time. All right. Peace, everybody. Peace. And in the meantime... Don't be dicks to each other and stay the fuck away from each other until this exactly. all blows over. Stay the fuck home. If you want to know what to do, watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Base your life on Larry David for a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure that it will, it'll warm my heart and I'm sure it'll warm. Well, it's not going to warm his. He doesn't fucking care. And actually, neither do I. <laughs> I mean about emotion. But that said, I do care about you staying away from each other. So don't be dicks. Stay away from each other. We will talk to you soon. Love you, GT. Talk to you soon. PCT. Bye. Corona!
Girl, 